Well, welcome everybody to episode one of our podcast called The Roundtable. The Roundtable is an opportunity for us to take biblical topics, biblical aspects, and help people connect the dots to real life. And the way that we do that is have different guests on here um, that are taking uh, some different topics that have uh, made sense to them in scripture and tried to apply it to life and take an opportunity to get to know them and how they're putting them into action. On this week's episode, we're going to be interviewing uh, Don Patmore and Chris. um, And you're going to be hearing about how Chris, uh, through understanding uh, what God wanted him to do and trying to figure it out in his life, got to the point where he used his woodworking skills to be able to make flags and then take those flags and be able to sell them uh, to be able to give back to needy families in the community. So we thank everybody for listening. It's going to be a great podcast uh, that we're getting ready to do. All right, so we want to welcome everybody to our first podcast, really excited about this, called The Roundtable. Uh, We started this roundtable with the idea that we want to help people uh, connect the dots when we look at biblical principles sometimes that we'll see or talk about on a Sunday morning, uh, but then how do you apply them to life? So how do we, uh, as people on this journey, figure out how to apply it to our life? How do we take real-life people and put it into action and see how it all works. So we're excited today. We got our first guest, a great friend of mine. So Don Patmore um, and also Chris here uh, with us today. And so we're just going to take the opportunity to, for you guys in the podcast world to get to know Don and Chris and uh, a little bit about uh, their story um, and what's going on in their life. Maybe talk about some current affairs, see what's happening, see what you guys think about some of that. And then also get into Um, how Chris specifically you're taking uh, some of the calling that God has in your life and applying it uh, to some ways to really help uh, families here in Huntington. So we'll be excited to talk about that. So Don, take an opportunity, introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself uh, so the podcast world can get to know you. Okay, I'm Don Patmore. I've been attending our church here for about four years, I would say. Um, It was a wonderful journey getting here and it's been a fantastic journey being here. Um, knowing Mike and this this team and, and all of our, our celebrities here, I call them. <laughs> celebrities? Our, you know, the Knicks of the world and the shells. <laughs> There's a lot of things that go on in this church that are absolutely fantastic. My journey was mostly in Warsaw, Indiana. I worked for Zimmer. And I met Chris when um, he was 18 years old in high school. Um, so I've known him quite a long time, since 1981. And his journey is a whole nother journey he'll get into, but we remained friends and he was looking for a church to, to really get back into his faith. And I asked him to drive from Warsaw down here one day and he's been here for a good year plus now, I would say. Fell in love immediately. And uh, so. Well, this is gonna be out of the ordinary. How did you meet him when he was 18 years old in high school? Yeah. Your high school buddies? Did you no, guys, I, I was, are we were, you allowed to say it on the podcast? Yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs> we're war gamers, right? Okay. And yeah. so at that time, they had a publication called The General. And in The General, you could advertise in the back for people looking for war game people. And my friend Tim Alcorn got the subscription. And he goes, you're not going to believe it. There's a guy that plays here in Warsaw, and I'm going to call him. I said, okay, we called him. So he brought us over to his house, and we had a ship battle on a blue sheet to simulate ocean. And we were playing ship battles. And that's where it started. It never stopped after that. So. And so for all of you guys in the podcast world, Don used to talk about this, that they played these war games. And so I'm sitting here thinking, okay, 
war games. Uh, what does that really mean? And so what's the board game that people play all the time? Risk. 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 So or I'm thinking, access. oh, he's got this big risk game. I show up at Don's house, and he's like, you need to come down and look at this war game. So his basement, like his entire basement, it seems to be, is made up of this huge, like, war field, and he paints his little guys, and I mean, like, this is serious. Like, if you ever want to play, like, major risk on steroids, I would assume that war games is something along those lines. So just for anybody that was like me, who had no idea what war games meant, Risk on steroids, I think, is the best that's way. Probably, probably that's the best. So you guys, right. you guys met it, met uh, through that. Yeah. Through that, we've okay. actually played every Friday night, ninety-five percent of the time, minus a few things, for the last thirty-eight years. That's our war gaming night. That's what we do on Friday night. Okay, and so Chris, a little bit about you. So Don's from Warsaw. You know, worked at Zimmer, retired, decided to come to Huntington. Uh, we were yes. yeah, excited to get, get to meet Don, obviously. But Chris, tell us a little bit about you. Um, born and raised in Warsaw, still live there. Work for uh, Carl's Ice Metrology now. Um, been with them and Slash Basello for about 13 years now. And have known Don's been my best friend forever. And that's how we stayed in touch. And I was at uh, First Brethren Church in Warsaw. And it was just uh, stale. Uh, I mean, the average age is like 65 anyway. So it was always a sermon with, and it was old school, so there was no contemporary music. It was all hymnal, and most of it a cappella because they didn't believe in organs and pianos. And then afterwards, it was usually, what's the best laxative in the market right now? And it was like, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> and Don told me about Life Church, said, you got to come here and see it. You just, you got to come. So I came, and I fell in love immediately. I mean, this church is so... It's dynamic. I mean, there's a thousand things going on at once, but everybody manages to stay family. You know everything about everybody, and it was the one thing you fall in love with. And that's. Do you think that's interesting, Chris? Like, there's one thing that I always thought fascinating about religion. Like a lot of, because I didn't grow up obviously that much in religion, but when people would tell me that there's such a thing that, like, drums are from the devil. Like, it's still amazing. You've never heard that before? No. Like, oh, my gosh. No. Like, you go to Drums certain churches. Drums are from the devil. Yeah, no, like, you go to these churches, uh. and, like, certain instruments are, like, the makes, of, the makes of Satan. And I'm like, holy cow. Like, I didn't even know that stuff exists. So when you said stuff was mostly acapella because they really didn't believe in some of that, but yeah. is that not amazing that it, in the world that we live in today that religion has went as far as to say that, certain musical instruments could do that type well of and i went to grace for two years before i transferred to purdue and there was always a monthly specialist who came in and talked to you about back masking and music and you know <laughs> all i ever heard was like i didn't get anything out of that but if you're telling me that's evil uh, i'll go along well i have to it. ask my, oh, my daughter and her husband yeah. who both attended grace and Stephen that was, they, yeah. Yeah, yeah see if they got any yeah. back masking lessons oh, from was, you know the, was, the grace theology it department. was rough you, you might want to go into the story. The, I, I tell him about you, okay? Because I said, you got to see this Mike guy. He's like this real dude. He's not. He goes, he's and, a pig farmer. And, 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 huh? and, and, and he doesn't believe this. So he comes and sits down, and you walk up there. You've got your boots on that probably still have stuff on them. And, and you got blue jeans on. And he's like, <laughs> he's, he's like. And I go, this is your that, pastor. pastor. Listen. Okay. Listen, then, if it was up to me, I would wear a cutoff shirt. But Nichelle goes crazy. Like, she's like, I, like I have the, the I actually the found police. it refreshing. I couldn't believe it, but I found it refreshing. Exactly, because part of it, of me selling the church, is the judgment factor. 
people in a lot of churches judge people coming into their congregation that they don't know. Yeah. And you don't want that. Or at least I don't want that. And anyway, and then you speak for five minutes. I'm watching him, right? He's got his iPad out, and he's trying to keep up. And then all of a sudden, after about five or ten minutes, he, he's mesmerized by you, okay? You <laughs> put the whammy on him. And then, of course, all the way home, we're talking about the service, which you never talk about the service after you leave the church, right? This one you we do. do. Yeah. Because, this I one mean, we do. I, I get a conviction every Sunday I leave about what am I not doing more of, better, uh, you know, something. And I wasn't getting that. Right. I, I wasn't challenged with anything, so I felt myself slipping. Right. Well, it's interesting to talk about being a hillbilly. So we'd go out west, right? So Sherry and I go yes. out west. We've been gone for two weeks. Um, and so we go through Yellowstone. And so Yellowstone, so first we go to Mount Rushmore. Then we go, you know, through the Badlands. Then we're going to go through Yellowstone. We get to Yellowstone, and most of Yellowstone is, like, driving through. Like, you can yeah. see the animals and do all that stuff. We drive up to Glacier National Park. Which is so a long way from A long way up there. It's like nine miles away from where we were, nine miles away from British Columbia. Right. So we get in there. So we decide, hey, we're going to go in. You drive through. There's only one road open. And then the east side of Glacier National Park is closed because the Indian Reservation, because of COVID, shut down the east side of Glacier. So you can't get in from the east side. You can only go in through the west side. So anyway, we get in there. We drive the road. We decide, hey, I think we're going to hike. So there's this little, they call it the Trail of the Cedars, which must be for all the old fat people like me, you know, and so because it actually has like wood planks, like you're walking through the wood planks and you know, the trail's all made out this way. So you go through the wood plank trail. Well, then there comes this trail that says you can go to Avalanche something, two miles. I'm thinking, ah, I have my cowboy boots on, blue jeans. We have no water, no bear spray. So we start hiking down this path and I don't think I'm in terrible shape, but I get halfway down this path, and then there's this big sign, grizzly bears, you know, area, make sure you have your bear spray, make sure you have water, blah, blah, blah. We have no water, no, no bear, bear spray. spray. I get back, so we hike all of this, so it ended up being like six miles. There, back, whole thing, later, we're both dying. <laughs> I have my cowboy boots on. She had hiking boots on that she had never wore. So this oh, is the first time walking. Like she gets back. <laughs> my... But you can still see the dust on my cowboy boots, you know, that from hiking on that thing. But that's for me, like that kind of stuff is I have my cowboy boots on if I don't have cowboy boots on. You know, you always got I have flip boots on. flip flops on. But <laughs> I did see you in flip flops. I do. I wear flip flops or cowboy boots. It's, yeah. it's one of the one of the. Well, two you're things. a lot like the. You reflect the church. It's very comfortable. <laughs> I say, Nichelle, if you're listening to the podcast today, everybody wants to feel comfortable, which means that I can wear cutoff shirts and that kind of stuff, and nobody will, nobody will matter. Just a little plug to our worship leader, Nichelle, uh, who's over the So she's morning. the etiquette queen. Well, she likes to me not look like a complete hillbilly. Oh. So, I mean, her and Jennifer try to keep me. Nick and I are a little bit on the other side. You know, we'd rather not have any of that. Jennifer and Nichelle try to versus sort of hillbilly. Yeah, try to sort of pregnant. Yeah, try to try yeah, okay. to keep us somewhere in in the middle of all of that. So let's talk about some current events, stuff going on. What do you think about the football season? Some people are you watching the NFL? Are you not watching the NFL? People went back and forth with when it comes back on, I'm not going to watch it. Where are you guys at with that? I don't watch it like I used to. That's for sure. I, I, I only watch the key games. Yeah. Okay. I, are you fans of anybody? Yes, uh, I am. He's a Viking I'm fan. I'm a long-suffering <laughs> Viking fan. Well, it's a good thing for you this week they got COVID, you know, so they don't even get a play, right? Okay. Isn't that this week? Is that they, I'm pretty sure. Like, they played no, what, some the, Titans. the Titans, but the Titans. they played the Titans, so they have to sit out, right? I don't Maybe. think so. They tested. Really? They had 20 negative tests 
when oh. they came back. So they're yeah, they're probably should oh, well. be up for one more week of agony. You know what? If they had all positive tests, they still would find a way to lose. So <laughs> it wouldn't really matter. So, yeah. Don, do you like anybody? Yeah, I root for Drew Brees. Oh, Since really? he's a Purdue grad. Okay. Okay. So I root for New Orleans, which they're not looking good. I root well, for the Colts, yeah. and I do not root for the Bears. Sorry, Mike. Okay, yeah. shut down the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows I'm a Bears. Sorry for the Bears. Are you? We're three and zero. We're three and zero. Has anybody else been watching? The the Bears are three and zero. We watched how they want. I've watched I, every game. <laughs> I've watched them somehow win each game. I think it's fair to say if they played Iraq, we would root for Iraq. So. <laughs> would we? Okay. I probably would. That's yeah, terrible. <laughs> it's the Bears. What about the college football? Oh, hey, at least we have a season this year. Are you year? watching Thank college football? Oh, lots of watch a lot of college football. So the, uh, is the Big Ten coming back? Yes, August 24th. October 24th. They are first coming game. back. And so how are they going to do house. it, though? So are they going to be a part of the national championship race? Yes, yes because they'll play an eight-game regular season with a play-in game uh, for the top. Ninth, ninth game. Ninth game, and that okay. will qualify them for both. Okay. So that means when they have the championship game, the two first-place teams in the right. two divisions. Right. The other teams also play that day. The second plays the second, the third plays the third, and so on down the line. So right. they all get nine games. Okay. And they will be eligible. Um, it's just a long time in coming. And Rondell Moore is back in. Yeah. Who's that? He's our the human joystick. He's our superstar. From Purdue? Yeah. If Purdue could ever have a superstar other than Drew. Okay, we just got off the Bears. We <laughs> okay. I mean, come on. There's no way that Purdue's that good, are they? No. We're, okay. We're okay. going to a bowl game this year. Oh, jeez. So oh. is IU. Uh, no. no, they're not. <laughs> no, this year they're not. Take a look at their schedule. They're not going anywhere. Yeah, they they don't have the three patsy schools. They they got the baton death march. It's it's. it's I feel over. sorry for them. I they got the second hardest schedule in the world. I don't feel sorry for them a bit. <laughs> I mean, they got Ohio State, Michigan, Ohio, Ohio State, State, Penn State, State, State Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan State. Hey, it, it, it's, run the table. It, it's right? over. I think they even got Kansas City and New, and New England in there. Okay, keep, yeah. telling yourself, keep telling yourself that. Keep telling yourself that. Listen, you always have to. Think positive, right? Like, hope for the best. Type so, you thing. just said we're not going to a bowl game. Where was your positivity in that? Well, again, we're well, talking about the difference. You're talking okay. about the difference between Purdue and Indiana. You're wearing like a Taylor jersey telling me about IU football. I mean, yeah. you hey, couldn't. Taylor get could more. beat IU. No. Yeah. No. I'm with you. No. <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. Now, my son, who's a big Oregon fan, now he'll be happy. They're coming back to play. They are. Going to have possibly a pretty good year. But he's telling me that some of them that are. Not going to come back and play because I guess this is a deal where some of the seniors you can, say, you can opt out. We're opting out. Yeah. So well, that's some our, of our superstar opted out. Opted out. Then he decided to opt back in. Then he opted back in. Okay. Yeah. So that's part of the deal. You hear that, and you don't but know. He, he is really in the conversation for the Heisman. He is in the conversation. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. He's okay. Just, so I might have to watch one Purdue game. You might have to watch him. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about Chris your journey on this idea of um, because it's really. You know, once people have seen what you're doing, so we'll get a picture of it and put it up on the podcast so everybody can see it. But Chris makes these wooden flags, and I, you're going to have to explain the process because every time that I look at them, I'm still amazed by, like, the craftsmanship that went into it. In fact, Brady saw it hanging on the wall, and he's like, oh, my gosh, these things are so cool. We want to talk a little bit about, before we actually get okay. into the making of, you know, the flags and kind of the thought behind it, and then we'll also give people, like, how you can purchase them and what they can do. Let's talk about a little bit about the backstory. What led you into 
this process of saying, you know what, I need to make a, I need to do something, you know, with uh, the things that I'm hearing or the ways that I'm going. And so talk a little bit about how you got to the place where making the flags was a part of it. So I've always enjoyed woodworking. It's kind of my escape. So Mm -hmm. when work gets stressful or something gets stressful, I like to go down and make sawdust and it makes me just relax and feel better. And during my married life, (laughs) my wife would give me these Americana magazines and you know it'd always be uh, here I've dog-eared a few pages well every page was dog-eared you know and it was all this rustic and I hated doing it I really did but I liked woodworking so I did them but I made like a, a windmill and the gazebo and all the furniture down at the fire pit and all that stuff I liked making that stuff but the other stuff I didn't I didn't care for and um, when I was at work one day a guy came up and he goes have you seen these and I'm like that is really cool it has this wave effect in it and I thought that looks like a real challenge. And so it's this uh, uh, Fisher, I can't remember the name of his, you can YouTube him, but he sells the plan for five bucks. And so I bought the plan and I started looking at it and I said, I wanna do this. This looks like a real challenge. I think I could really get into this. And you know, it's just, it's all American and it sounded good. So yeah, I just did it one time and I just, I was talking to Don and I'm like, well, here I made one here. And then, you know, his son, Mike, married a girl from Canada and I thought, a Canadian check felt like it would be a challenge. So I'm gonna Ooh. try that. And so I made them and I'm like, well, here, Mike and Stacy have a Canadian American flag, you know? And then you were talking about gifts and talents. And I thought, you know, this this could be more, you know, than what it is right now. And how about we, we sell these things and do something with the money. And we were talking one day and we thought about, you know, Thanksgiving is always one of the most stressful times for people. And what if we just provided Thanksgiving dinners to needy families so, you know, they can have a day off and just relax and mm. just know that they can serve their families and their friends and everybody around them and not worry about it. So that's kind of where it ended up. Yeah, so let's go back a little bit just so our audience knows and understands. So one of the things we talk about, and Don has probably heard me say this a thousand times, is, is that one of the greatest things for me about Christian faith is the uniqueness of God's design. Like, I think it's incredible to see how God made everybody uniquely and gave everybody these different gifts. And I've always said part of the stifling thing of church at times is, is that part of us as guys don't have a way to use our gift. Like, what do we do? You know, if you don't, if you can't sing, you know, or if you can't teach Sunday school or you can't do, sometimes you get lost. Like, you're not sure, how can I contribute, you know, if I don't, if I don't fit into any of these things. And so Don and I have talked a lot about this idea, you know, the uniqueness of the way that God made us, if we would just choose to use the gifting that God gave us and be able to use it for purpose, mm-hmm. you know, and furthering his kingdom, it'd be amazing what God could do, you know, if we would, you know, get behind that movement of those gifts that God gave us weren't just for us, you know, it was for to bless, you know, other people. And so for audience, that's what Chris is talking about. We, we talk a lot about this idea that there, the things that God wants to do in this world is implanted in the person and the heart of every man and woman in this, this, right. this world. And that some of the greatest things yet to come are inside of people and that God's just waiting for him to come out because he wants to use those giftings in a way that's unique. You know, that it's not, it has to fit inside of the church box. And if you can't make it work inside of the church box, your ministry isn't any good. We're saying blow up the box, you know, and let God do what he wants through people. And we think when he does those things, uh, amazing things are going to happen. And that for you, Chris, was saying box blown up. This is something God's given me. And so because of that, 
the gift that God gave you, you chose, which again is a conscious choice. Like this isn't just something that, you know, randomly you're like, oh, you know, because you have to tell us this, but there is no possible way that that's an easy process, right? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. I mean, no. I'm looking no. at him, and I'm not a woodworker. No. But that, that process. You have to be, art. unfortunately for me, you have to be more artist than carpenter. And okay. that's that's not my forte because I could screw up a stick figure. So <laughs> it, it, it's, it was a learning curve for me. But, I mean, I now that I cut it kind of down to an art, I mean, it's – it's fun. It, I just enjoy doing them. Yeah, so can you tell us how much time does it take to make a flat? Uh, the first one took about eight hours uh, because I was having to keep going back through the manual and like, okay, yep, cut yeah. this. And right. and now I have I can get a flag done from start to finish four to six hours, yeah. depending. Which still, I mean, four to six hours on putting that stuff out. And again, for you guys, we'll put a, a link up there so you can see it. But, I mean, the, the flags are beautiful. Thank and you. Even as beautiful as a flag is your heart behind how God could use something that he gave you to give back. To well, you had people. said one time in service, you know, and, and I, we've heard this uh, from numerous speakers is, you know, we're going to stand before the father one day. and He's going to ask you, what have you done in my name? And it struck me that I, I would probably stammer to try and think, and I shouldn't have to think. Mm. I should be able to say this, 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 this with, with full confidence, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I felt like I couldn't. You know, and I thought, well, this is one thing I can, okay, you know, take that off the list. Now find something else, too. Right. Yeah, and Chris, let's talk about that a little bit because I'm interested. You know, when it comes to this idea of, I think a lot of people get to the same place, you know, Don and I, when Don and I first met and talked, we're, you know, Don's saying the same stuff. Like, I'm trying to figure out how God wants to use me. I'm trying to figure out what he wants to Absolutely. do. Like, what do you think it is, you know, that this is a roadblock for people when it comes to this, like, hey, God's made me, and it doesn't have to be, anything specific it doesn't even have to be on a church bulletin or a ministry list or any of those things it just has to be something with the kingdom mind what do you think keeps people because i don't think you're the only one who's standing there when a message goes out and says you know what we're all going to stand in front of god yeah, and we're all going to have to give say. an account I don't, I don't think we're the you know you're the only one sitting there saying wow i gotta think for a second what do you why do you think that is such i a think i think some people, people get over the that they have the talents within them and they're doing them every day but I don't think some people back up and think, okay, what did I do today? Like on a Saturday, I'm sure you have 100 people in the church that, well, I had to replace this piping or I had to do this drywall or this painting. Uh, some people are probably making jewelry in the church on their off time. There's probably something there, but we don't stop to go, hey, God, how can I use this for you? Mm. Because I, when I was making the flags, you know, and I was giving away to them, and I'm like, this, this can be more. This can mm. really be more. And I started praying about it. I'm like, well, duh, the Cafe of Hope because mm. it's got all the – you know the Americana stuff down there now and it looks Americana almost or rustic so mm -hmm. yeah let's do that and let's uh, you know provide Thanksgiving I think when you let God just work through you mm. he'll show you what he wants you to do yeah but you have to be I think you have to fervently pray about what it is expose me you know make right. me your tool God and, right. and show me yeah I, I, I want to throw a plug in for a men's group okay Mike started a men's group I don't know two three years ago ago and, and, and it grew to like 20 people and it he went his way and sort of the group disbanded, but then it split up into other groups. So a lot of men have problems looking at their talents and then saying, like Chris did, how do I make this apply? And, and Mike, you've already said that, but I want to point out Adulting 101 is a class of an example. Mm -hmm. Adulting 101, they've worked on cars here in the church. They're building a little house down here, so you're learning electricity, plumbing, framing, all of those things. Um, they've worked on cars, like I said. So that, that's a skill that Travis and Brad have. 
that they looked at themselves and said, how can I apply this mm -hmm. to the church? Um, Mike, you and I have talked about all kinds of business opportunities mm -hmm. that we can't really come to play, but we have business skills. So how do we allow those business skills to help grow the church? Right. So I think if people just look in them, look at themselves, they can probably find out ways to do that. Mm -hmm. And in our men's group, we do that every every week. Mm -hmm. right. And Chris has been part of that, and, and that got him thinking, and we rehash right. the sermon. And a lot of times, your words are more powerful on Monday than they are on Sunday. <laughs> and I think that's really important. Monday has to be more powerful than Sunday. Yeah, sure. Well, and again, I think maybe you guys both hit it on the top of the head. For all of our listeners, maybe this is something that we can put into practice. I think it's a probably a good practice for all of us, maybe just especially for men, to take a step back. Because a lot of times we as men see the accomplishment of our lives as what we can do with our hands, like what we can build, what we can make, what we can do. you know. And so we look at the value of our life sometimes based upon what we can do with those things. And what I hear both of you guys saying, which I think is probably true, we need to take a step back and say, how are my hands furthering the kingdom? Not right. how I'm just building Absolutely. my life on this earth yeah. and how I'm being successful in the things that I do. The question is, God gave me these hands. God gave me these skills. He created the uniqueness and the gifting that I have inside of me, given to, given to me by him. So we should probably, as men, take a step back and practice this idea that how are these hands? And that's, I think that's what you're saying, Chris, is that you took a back step back and saying these hands can do special things, but are they doing special things for the kingdom? Exactly. You know, and so coming to this realization Absolutely. where you're just saying, you know what, I came to a decision where these hands, the gifts, whatever they are in each one of us, this brain, however, you know, God's gifted you, it's going to be used to further God's kingdom. Yeah, I, I kind of looked at it as what, what's my resume to God? Mm. And I had to look huh. at the skills section and say, what can I fill in here? Mm. Right, what did I give you? And it's kind of cool because now I'm, I'm anxious to see what else might be out there. Right. So now I've been on Fishers downloading more projects to put in the Cafe of Hope and the flags. and Yeah. Well, and again, don't, don't you think it starts with, and I see this with a lot of people, it just, you know, I read this book uh, one time that was talking about what is it that, that God wants, like what's the magic answer to fix the world? Mm. You know, and so the whole book is about this idea of, you know, what's the answer? What's mm -hmm. the answer? And it's, you know, it's uh, Andy Andrews wrote it in The Traveler's Gift. And so they're all sitting in this room with all these intelligent people, and they're giving the answers. God's saying, give me the answer of how to be able to fix the world. And they get to the end of the book, long story short, and the answer is just do something. Just right? do something. Just do something. I think too many times we're looking for the perfect answer. You know, instead of, you know, going out there and finding the perfect thing, I think God's just saying, you know what, just start with something. Mm -hmm. And then here's what I've seen with people, and then all of a sudden the floodgates start to open. You it's know? A, it, that, that right there is true. Right, because you just do the one thing. Once you yeah. do the one thing, then it all kind of opens up, and God is able to use, you know, your willingness. You said this, Chris, like your willingness to be used by God. Yes. Once you open up that gate, I think God's like, okay, let's go. I mean, there's a lot to get done, and we're going to continue to use. You know, yeah, and I think another thing that, that mostly men have problems with, we, we tend to think very logically, so we have to have our plan, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to take this and then this and this and this. There was no plan for Chris. This is the beauty. If you let God work through you and say, I don't know where this is going, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but it just happened. Right. For instance, we started off with, what are, what are some of the needs in the community and how do we get people into the church? And one of them is, we, we, this is two years ago, Thanksgiving dinner. Right. And then we blew it off. There was not a lot of things. Then all of a sudden, 
you you got to him. God right. got to him. Right. And then it was like, this is how we're going to do it. Right. It just came. It wasn't a well thought out plan. Right. You just follow along. Just take, take do first, something. Take yeah. the first step and watch what happens. You don't have to have it all. I mean, how many times has God just said, "All I need your willingness. You don't need to have the take plan. Take the first. I'll step. give you the next step. You just take the first." And step. that's exactly what. Yeah, because before I even cut the first board, it said you you know this uh, you need a jointer for this. You don't have to, but a jointer helps in a bandsaw. So I got my youngest son, loaded him up in the transit, and said, we're going to Lowe's. And we bought a bandsaw and a jointer. And he says, what are these for? I said, I'm not sure, but it says I need them. So I, I just got them. And now, then, that is a good idea. So you want to get more tools, just buy t instruction manuals and tell you you need them. Any guy out there that's looking for says it. Says I got to have it. Yeah, my, you know, when your wife's wondering what you spent, you just say, listen, I don't know. I read the manual. The manual said I had to have I it. So it. I, mean, I, I mean, I had to make a trip to Lowe's. And I'm glad and, I did, too. Yeah, so. yeah. or a place that doesn't wear you make you wear a mask. So wherever that is, you want to go get your tools at, but yeah, yeah any of that stuff. At the end of the day, your points will take, take the first step. <laughs> yeah, right. Take the first time. Okay, so we're going to wrap it up. So uh, Chris, talk a little bit about where they're at, where people can get them. Uh, and then again, are you going to continue to make them? Are you going to add to? And then again, remind us of money is going where and uh, how is that going to affect your... So they're in the Cafe of Hope. Uh, I have four more in process right now. I think we have four down there. Four down there. I have four more in process. One has to be Canadian for Michael, so sorry. Um, <laughs> but he's going to make his donation too. And then uh, it, it dawned on me working on these last weekend, I have to get ahead of the process because I, I can't be planing and stuff when there's six inches of snow on the ground. So mm. I've got to work ahead on my cuts so that I can be working on them through the winter too. But um, all the proceeds go to feed uh, needy families of Huntington County. Uh, we haven't worked out those details yeah, yet. I mean, we will have it. the details on that. Um, yeah, the, either way, coming. the point is the point is they can buy them at the Cafe of Hope. So if you haven't yep. came to the Cafe of Hope, come down to the Cafe of Hope. Great coffee, great food. Come down there. Uh, when you're down there, again, ask one of the baristas, you know, uh, where they can look at the flag. They'll show you the flag. It's over on the wall. Uh, they'll take care of, of, you know, getting that, letting them, Chris know that we need more or whatever that concept is. Right. Christmas is coming. Anybody that wants to get Christmas presents, this is a great opportunity. Um, if you haven't seen them, great opportunity. How much are they again, Chris? $75. Yeah, $75. I'm his business manager. I didn't yeah, even no. know. Yeah, no. So, yeah, so 70, $75. Come down to the Cafe of Hope. Senator, I have it. no recollection of that. <laughs> Come down, get your uh, maybe Christmas gift, whatever that stuff is. And, and again, what better thing? Like if you're out there thinking about same thing we've been talking about. How do you do things with purpose? Here's an opportunity. Come to the Cafe of Hope, where if you get a cup of coffee, um, again, remember the Cafe of Hope is a business for mission that all uh, of our profit is given away into the community, any tips that are given. So purposely come in, get a coffee, drink coffee on purpose, do shopping on purpose. You can come in, uh, be able to get one of the flags from the Cafe of Hope, again, knowing that it's not only an incredible gift that you'd be able to give, but it's a gift uh, again, with the cliche, it keeps on giving, right? Because mm -hmm. it's going to give to uh, needy families here in the community. And who knows, right, what God wants to do next with all of this. And uh, again, Chris, we're just really excited, Don, uh, for both of you and how God is using you and the amazing things that not only that he's doing now, I mean, the thing that I'm always looking at is, uh, and Taylor talked a little bit about this on Sunday. So one of the greatest things that uh, Jesus did with his disciples is instead of seeing Simon, you know, when he looked at him, he saw Peter, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah, I think that's, that's awesome. what God sees with you.
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys in this is that he sees what he wants you to become and the chiseling process for all of us has started, you know what I mean? And we can all work through that. And so thank you for allowing yourself to be molded and made by God, be used by him. Um, and I think it'll be incredible for to see uh, not only how this turns out, but what God's got in store in the future and what he wants to be able to do. So thanks for joining us on the podcast. Thank thanks you. to everybody thank out you. there for joining us. Uh, we look forward again uh, when we get to see you on our next uh, podcast, The Roundtable.